0: We actually didn't have intercourse or anything. And I had the most blissful experience that I've ever had. And I was like, oh, okay then. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. That is like an electric light show. You can do this just by yourself. Oh, wow. There is now time to now up-level to the next stage of sexuality. The conventional orgasm is like a quick fire, but it burns out very fast. If you have a blue flame,
1: It can burn eternally. So what? So this is a very important uh, question. Actually, something I'm interested about. So what distinguishes tantric breathwork from other forms of breathwork?
0: So it's it's very simple. Let's say. You have different kinds of yoga. You know, you have Shivananda yoga, you have Ashtanga yoga, then you have Ayenga yoga. And so it's like kind of different styles of yoga, even within the asanas. And mm. then you have Pranayama, that's always included in some yoga forms, in others, not at all. And then you have breasts, which some people are familiar with, Stanislav Grof, which is also similar to the rebirthing. You know, rebirthing was very famous in the 90s. I've actually trained as a rebirther at the Mm. time. And so it's a very particular breath there that you use, you know, it's very much in the upper part of the body that you actually bring up, that you can bring up trauma and old memories and in order to then release it. So the Mm. tantric breath, that's when we speak about the anatomy of the subtle body. And the subtle body is our body where the prana flows. So, but more than that, I would need to speak about the five sheets. So we have the physical body. Then we have the energy body. We have the mental body, which is the yeah. mind. We have the wisdom body, which is the intuition. And then we have the bliss body. And the oh, okay. bliss body is where we are actually reconnecting to our true self and our connection to the divine. Most of us, yeah obviously, we have the physical body, bones and skin the skeleton, yeah. And then we also have the nervous system that also goes into the mental and the spine holds the spinal fluid. And then we have the energy centers. We call them also chakras. Let's call them energy centers. We know there is seven in the body. It's just purely anatomically, even if I speak at it from my nursing background and from a yogic background together, that each chakra is an energy center, which is of course not acknowledged in Western medicine. Yeah. But from that goes nerve endings into the organs. For example, the second chakra goes also in the kidney, the sex organs, all of that. So the nerves going there and that comes right from the spine, right? So Mm. it's actually anatomically and there's also energy, basically an energy field around each chakra, around each energy center. Each energy center has its hormones, Mm, yes, yeah. So we know the sex organs, then we know the heart, you know, that has them with the thyroid, the searches, the thyroid, then we have the pituitary gland, you know, where's all the other hormones and the master gland, the hypothalamus. So in yoga, we are actually activating and working with the energy and move them through those energy centers. And that breath mm. goes from the bottom, from the spine, up all the way through the energy centers, and then comes out of the head. Mm, And so that's what we call, there's also the pranic body, but then there's also the bliss body and the energy bodies. So the breast is always coming from the bottom of the spine. And I like to say a little bit more, the bottom of the spine, if we talk about Kundalini energy and what that is, it basically, it's a metaphor of the serpent, And so the Kundalini rising, it sounds very fancy. It just means that Eros evolutionary impulse life force is moving all the way up to your body. So we bring it, breathing it all the way up and then out of the body. And we are also bringing the tongue to the upper palate and that connects the circle. We have like two cycles in the body. It goes up the spine into the third eye and then down.
1: So real quick, when I'm doing the breathing, I should have my tongue on the the palate? On the upper palate, that that
0: connects the, yes. And for example, in lovemaking, you do that as well. And this is very interesting, why the tongue, when we talk about kissing, why the tongue comes in, the minute you connect with your intimate partner, with your lover, with the tongue. This is why this is such an incredible experience. There's also 200 nerve endings and everything gets kind of activated and stimulated. This is why kissing, is such a special mm. experience. Yeah.
1: So how would you describe like the effects that you get? Like, let's say, okay, let's say I do these breaths, right? And I shouldn't, I'm, of course I'm not gonna get anything right away, but over time, what should I expect to feel as I start to uh, you know progress and do go through these breaths?
0: The best thing is to have zero expectations. Zero
1: expectations, okay. <laughs> That's the best thing for everything. That's zero expectations, you can't be disappointed. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's a process. Mm-hmm. And like, I think I mentioned in the first talk we did that if we have blockages and certain kind of traumas, for example, each energy center also has its emotions to it. So let's say if I deal with insecurities, it's the seed of my second chakra. If I deal with will and anger, it's my third chakra. If I have a lot of issue with unworthiness, the emotion is stored in the first chakra. Mm-hmm. So that means through lovemaking, this gets activated. And that's when, we, when I spoke earlier, that's when if I have a partner with whom I'm practicing this with, this will come up. And then can we hold each other in that space instead of contracting back, but the other person holding the space while I'm processing my sense of unworthiness. And so I'm opening the center. This is why a lot of times people have the honeymoon effect and everything is wonderful for three to six months. And after that, I'm totally activated. I'm totally triggered. And then we start projecting it's the other person. We need the other person to change. We think it's the other person. And we even think we need to break up. While all they're showing us, which coming back to our earlier conversation, All they're showing us is where I alchemize my self of unworthiness.
1: I see. Okay. Okay, So...
0: Some people experience this as warmth. For me, it's very much a sensation that I have like energy moving even in my brain, you know, because we're pulling it all the way up and you will have the experience in your brain and that resets your whole biochemistry in the brain. There's also a relaxing fact into making love. So I'm trying to be precise with one question, Mm. but these are a way of how are we making love? And I think the question of, Slow sex versus very active, very driven outcome sex, chasing an orgasm, thinking that the goal of making love is an orgasm. That's a conventional way of making love that has nothing to do with tantra.
1: Would this kind of state, like maybe like the pituitary gland uh, orgasm, do we get that via this 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 dance with our partner? Can we also get this from the breathing or yes. solitary
0: practice? Yes, you can do this just by yourself.
1: Oh wow! You can yeah. do. You
0: don't need the other partner. For some people, that is easier because you also, for example, personally not having been in a relationship for a while, I practice this always myself, mm, and when, okay. what I really did is I worked a lot on my shadow and used this energy to really open my body and being available to feel the emotions that I didn't want to feel, the emotions that I would project onto my partner, onto the relationship. It just mm-hmm. is like coming home to yourself i also want to say inhabiting the bliss body is coming home to yourself so you're becoming a whole person and then if you meet the other person from a wholeness then there is a whole different potentiality so you can learn this by yourself and it's probably a little bit more difficult to do it within the relationship But you can do both. Yeah. So my yearning is still to have that with another person. If I want this because I need something from the other person. think i need i probably won't even attract another person to me ah
1: yeah yeah what i'm saying yeah, yeah.
0: yeah so it's more like for the sake of that i want to actually give something to the other person and my psyche my makeup my particular body my particular astrological constitution I'm a Libra, you know, Mm. we just love relationships. So am I loving this for the sake of loving the relationship or am I wanting a relationship because I want to fill something within myself Mm. that I don't want to or can't fill myself? Yeah.
1: One thing that I'm thinking about right now is like, would there be a way to kind of teach people this? What are some ways you think maybe we can do some of this online with people?
0: Yeah, it's no problem. We oh, really? can do all of this online. Yes. So um, I wanted to say, my tantra teacher, she passed away two, three years ago, and I'm in her lineage. It's it's very loose. It's basically more than non-dual, and really mm. including the shadow and everything I've been mm. said. That's kind of the tradition that I'm embedded in, and it took me, you know, 20 years to find her. And that was at the end of her fairly young life. So I feel extremely blessed about that. And then we can do this online. It was Zoom would be great. I can also show the breasts and I can show how that looks on my body, how that looks in the body to actually mm. move the life force, move eros, move sexual energy. And we practice in the breasts. It's like a practice. So it's very easy to do online together. It also, you know, since we are all energetic, connected if we're actually doing it together it's like being in the room the energy will build exactly as we normally are on zoom and as we already experienced this year there is actually a connection happening mm. once we opening the heart that it doesn't matter that we are virtual
1: this reminds me of my uh, my session i just had with the Ria beck At a collective presencing, we're all, you know, in our own, all over the world, spread out in front of a laptop or whatever. But it's just like, we're like kind of interfacing with this thing over here. So that reminds me very much of collective presencing. Her. Yes, it is.
0: Exactly. It's exactly that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's two things. There is a transmission that I'm receiving information on a nonverbal, nonlinear level. Mm. Okay. I see what you're saying versus studying for something going through the scripts being a scholar of tantra Mm, there is people that are the most incredible scholars they can tell you this all in detail I need a few notes if I go through all of that and my disposition that I came in with I want to say is that I'm experiencing it innately on an energetic level Mm -hmm. this is why when you know so and then if i'm in the energetic field of a tantra practitioner or well-established practitioner my energy gets kind of activated and so that i can actually move the energy and then i have the experiences first and then i'm learning the language Mm -hmm. or i'm learning even the text some people they need to have the information first this is why i'm giving a little more information Mm, as well and then they have the experience and there is an interplay
1: of all of that
0: yeah Yeah? okay and then the transmission can be as well you know if for example i'm practicing and moving my energy and let's say we say we're on the same wavelengths, you can actually pick that up Okay. with your body it's like our body communicates we are so much more than we think we are we have so much more capacity but you're anybody's that has nothing to do with male or female who you are you can pick that up from me you get an imprint in your body and then you had a glimpse And it can also be that, for example, when I started practicing, I could only have certain experiences in the presence of my teacher till I practiced more. So she helped me. So that's my experience. And that is really different for everybody. There is no right or there is no wrong. Some people just hearing the words, suddenly that's working. Then it depends how much shadow or trauma work you have already done. Or some people, they come in and they're fairly free already. And it's like really easy for them to pick up. So, and the breath that we're doing meets you wherever you are at. Mm. So it's like, it has nothing to do where you come from, what you have experienced, especially if you will have experienced sexual trauma, that, you know, the breath meets you or is there for you, wherever you want to start with that, because there isn't the right or wrong, or there isn't a technique as per se as such.
1: Mm. Yeah. So just to clarify for the audience, so it would be like maybe what you mean by the breath meeting you were uh, there at is like wherever they're blocked in their chakras is like where the breath would go. Would it be like exactly, that?
0: Exactly, or you bring the breath there and you start noticing, you're mm. starting to become an awareness and then you start having that compassion for yourself and mm. working with that.
1: I just came with like a metaphor recently. Like when I'm working out, I'm like, let's say like I'm lifting something and I'm working out my bicep or something. I'm starting to look at it like, oh, it hurts. It hurts. It's like, Oh my God, why am I punishing myself? But then I, I look at it. I'm like, no, I'm putting love into my muscle. I'm putting love into my arm and then I'm making it strong, making it grow. So there's like a metaphor there. Same thing on the chakra. So And then, yeah.
0: and then in we're talking about making love. Imagine you come from this space together. We'll see more. God yeah. is coming home stressed out blah, blah blah stuff going on right so as we're talking about it's like a practice so it's like a meditation but it's also you, know, you can even do it lying down right we know we could try that next time mm. you can lie down if you don't have your cushion you could do that. Some people fall asleep, which is fine.
1: <laughs> I don't, yeah, that happens to me sometimes. All yeah.
0: right, right, right. So yeah. that, that means your body might need that rest. So it's also rejuvenating. It's like making sure, I think maybe next time I'm going to speak about the five bodies that we have and how they're all interconnected. And if one of them isn't working, all the rest isn't working. And if we are constantly thinking and constantly being emoting or having emotions and being stressed out, we can actually hardly ever get to our wisdom or to our bliss body. Mm. We can't even get to that state. Yeah. Mm. That directly relates also to love making. And then coming to the question. Do I do that or not? And there's very different ways. Love making, it's more like you letting it happen versus oh. you're stressed out and you need to release yourself. Let's say you are totally stressed out, and I hear men particularly say, I need to release, I need to relax. Mm. So to be honest with you, if I'm very frank, to say it as nice as I can, I do not want the stress of you inside my body. Mm. I don't want you emptying your stress Uh, into my body, mm. right? And as women, since we are the receptive part, we are taking that in. That is just the nature of the situation of how we are built, yeah? So it's like, what as a woman do you bring? Are you emotional and all of that, you know, and you just want to feel good, right? And you just want to have some external pleasures and the man comes in and just wants a release. and, And so... That's one way of lovemaking, which mm. I'm hearing quite a bit that that actually happens. Like I said, it has a tremendous effect on women. They're literally receiving all that stress into their body.
1: Mm. Yeah, so I do s- s- feel relaxed. I feel more embodied. And uh, when I feel embodied, I feel like I don't really need to say anything. <laughs> I don't need to do anything. <laughs> um yeah but i mean it's good it's more on it's honest because i'm just like i could just sit here and i don't feel so awkward just sitting here so it feels awkward i mean sometimes where i feel like you know because like i'm doing i'm like doing like this show right so i have to make i have to keep the show going i gotta ask right questions i gotta transition to the next question i gotta i gotta do this thing like i have this program running when we're doing like the, the episode but it's like you know when i'm doing this it's just like oh i don't have to do anything <laughs> which is good which is good yeah that's definitely the biggest thing for me is getting out of my freaking head and being like just just go because i could i could were i could go like this but it's still coming from here i could go like this all day and i gotta come so is it more so the whole or is it? Is it like is it? Is it more like first, second, third chakra, like here, or like like here? No, it's like, the
0: whole thing. The whole
1: thing. The whole it's thing.
0: The circular. The circular. Right. Okay. So um, so we did the the, the that's so that's what we did the this particular tantric breath or kundalini breath that's like moving through the energy up, you know, upper palate, and then we moving back down. So we have mm. it like circular, right? It's-
1: Actually, I, I mean, like, I'm going to ask it for everyone. Cause I think this is, this is uh, important. Well, I think maybe interesting question when I'm doing the breath, right. Am I like, and I'm envisioning like, and, and of course, like you, you asked me to envision, It's like, does it matter what I envision or how? Th- oh, how does just that the
0: intention, works? the intention that you're moving the energy up.
1: Intention that I'm moving the energy. Out.
0: Because the breath is moving it through the chakras and back down. It's a circular breath.
1: Mm. But where
0: we're not used to that, we're breathing with the lungs and the belly. But now the kundalini energy rises up. We're bringing the life force through the centers. And with Mm. that, we are opening the energetic body.
1: Would it be more like this or more like this?
0: Well, that's, that's beautiful. Is that different? yes it is is. now now we're talking completely different so we bringing this the toroidal field that comes from the universe comes into the ground and it goes that way
1: oh okay so So that's the
0: cosmic you know we go yeah so it's more like this like this but we are part of the toroidal field which is this way,
1: mm. and that just happens naturally. And
0: that happens naturally. This is happening, if we know it or not. Okay. The question is, how open is our vehicle okay. of the divine for this energy to flow? The tantra is about opening those channels in the physical body.
1: Mm. Okay, so like if I'm in this state, if I'm breathing, I'm opening up my chakras. That means that it's it's like stronger or something.
0: Yes, and there is blockages possibly along the way. There are thoughts of feelings coming up, so you can practice this. Sometimes I get angry. Sometimes I get mad. Sometimes I get frustrated. Sometimes I start crying for no reason. And then the next moment, I just feel like, oh my God, it's just ecstatic. Mm. Because the bliss is because you're contacting your divine being. You're coming home. That's what Mm. the bliss body is. It's coming home to who you truly are. If I'm full of thoughts, full of emotions, low self-esteem... I cannot reach that bliss body. Mm. So if you do these practices now by yourself or with another partner, it doesn't matter. If you do it with another partner, it's a little harder because you both have stuff coming up and you need to be aware that you have each others as teachers to just show you where you want to grow. Mm. They say the fastest way is be with an intimate partner. Fastest way possibly hardest way, my experience. If I'm doing it by myself, it's probably a little more gentle. And again, it depends. We are all different. The bottom line is I can do it both ways. I do not have to be abstinent in order to get to the same goal. Some people say my experience is you get there faster in a relationship because you have a direct reflection of projections you get triggered you get much less triggered sitting in the himalayas
1: in the Mm, mountain yeah yeah definitely that's very appropriate because like right before like right before i launched noetic nomads like like 10 days ago i was super excited there's a little bit of like a nervous anticipatory energy but i was like i was okay i was just anxious but i was feeling good and then it launches and then i start getting triggered i'm like oh my god i hate everyone hates me this is gonna fail this is terrible and then like I, I, everyone everyone's comments just are triggering me but i've started to come back and i'm like wow okay but
0: so this I'm is dead. this nomad thing is your lover that's what i'm <laughs> trying to lover. say uh... you can sit there in your little room and do all your stuff yeah. now you coming out what you are doing is amazing, oh, courageous. That's like starting a new relationship. Mm. Yeah, not only with one person. You have a few people <laughs> yeah. that you have even no control
1: over. Yeah. Yes,
0: amazing, Albert. Albert. Amazing. Yeah,
1: that, that's interesting because I was actually looking at it as like my baby, but I guess it's a relation. It's everything. It just it's I don't a, know what. No, it, it's like a relationship.
0: It's a it's, relationship. You know, it's like, even my business sometimes, chal as you know, being a person chef, it challenges me. I mm. have to deal with my clients. They're sometimes my lover. Mm, you know, they yeah. trigger me in that same way. Exactly.
1: Okay, cool. I didn't have a lover, so I had to create one. So <laughs> <Okay>. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's funny.
0: So you grow. Yeah. That's where right. here you go. You grow so much faster, and all your stuff comes up. That's for you to alchemize.
1: Wow! Yeah okay i'm excited i'm even more excited now this is definitely gonna help like like i create like knowing like i know first of all i had to get to the point where i could even do this without like sense making 101 this summer rebelism stuff, so all of this stuff there's no way this would have happened i had to go through that work first i was like okay now i'm ready to do this and now and then it triggers me again And then I work with this, you know, so it's very interesting. I
0: mean, this triggers me too, you know, and I'm like, okay, good. Exactly. There's there's also a part that some people say, you know, if you get really nervous and all of that, that means you're really wanting to do what you're wanting to do, Mm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me to go and whip up some dinner for someone is fairly easy right? Mm-hmm, yeah. But let's say I'm going to do a big dinner party for 25 people and it's all this, then I'm a little bit more on edge, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. But for me to come here and really starting this this passion and this baby of mine, up, cool. all sorts yeah. of things, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I'm waffling on too long. I'm making not answer the question. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it's too chaotic. I'm feel like I'm not guiding you to the breast properly,
1: mm-hmm, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is all part of the process yeah yeah i i have this fight in my head i don't know if i should fight or just go with what's natural because i either i picture either the fiery orange going up my spine or i picture the blue but the blue seems more natural i feel like i'm forcing the orange i mean that's, i don't do you have anything to say about that
0: that's totally that's amazing really? yes you mentioned it earlier i almost picked you up on it you said the orgasm, it's more like this volcano really going quick mm. or the other one is more subtle. Yeah. And it's exactly that we describing that in the Tantra um, that we say, let's say you that the conventional orgasm is like a quick fire. It's red, mm. it's going up, but it burns out very fast. Oh, yeah. If you have a blue flame, it really? can burn eternally.
1: So so that blue flame is actually part of Tantra. That is Because that's what kept, I kept picturing the blue. Yeah. I was like, I want to picture the other one, but it keeps getting blue.
0: That's it. Because the, the other one is the, the really quick, intense yeah. tension, you know, and a big fire, really big. And then yeah. it dies. If mm. you have a blue flame, it's the internal flame. Wow. So, but it's more subtly moving and i can i was thinking i can also still do do a demonstration at one point on how it moves if it's a very low flame it's blue if it's a very big fire it's red yes Mm. and that stands for the lower energy center it's the red of the first chakra That's literally the two different fires. That's amazing. I was almost it, going to say that earlier.
1: That is so fascinating where that came from. That just, yeah.
0: That yeah, makes sense. And it's beautiful that you want the eternal flame.
1: Yeah, it just kept doing it. I was like, I kept trying to do the other one. It's just no, the blue one, yeah. You
0: yeah. can, so I say to everybody, you can always go back to some hot, juicy sex. That's always there. You know, it's not Mm. going to go. For you, that might be interesting once a week, once a month. I don't know. For others, it's no longer interesting. For others, they do it three times a year and they're done. Mm. You know, Mm. so there is no right and wrong. I just want to give the real idea of Tantra and what it really is. And that it literally has very little to do with what's been practiced in the West. But I explained that earlier. Yeah why it had to be the way and it's perfect. And now quite a lot of us are ready for the non-dual aspect, that tantric mm, Yeah.